fandom. Welcome to another episode of the New York City K-Pop Queens podcast. I'm your co-host Charity. And I'm your co-host Emily. We have a fun show as always for you guys tonight. First up, we have BSS, the subunit of Seventeen. It's Hoshi, DK, and Sungkwan. They have a single, a couple new songs, of course a music video we have to talk about, a fun quiz to go along with it. Then a new group that we've never reviewed, new to us, they're called XG. They're Japanese girls, but it's a K-pop group from my understanding. The single's called Shooting Star. We'll talk about that. Music video, bias chat. And Epic High has a new EP. It's called Strawberry. Our man Jackson Wang is on it, also Hwasa. They have a couple features. We'll talk about that. Of course, 17 and the Soup. We have a bunch of episodes to catch up on, three of them specifically, two, three, and four. Give your thoughts on that. Of course, Emily has news for you, song of the week, all the good stuff. Emily, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about tonight's slate. I think we have a good mix. Uh, It's always fun to review new groups. Everyone's talking about XG right now, so I can't wait to discuss them. 17, we are deep into 17 because we're, <laughs> we are. we're we're watching in the soup. So on top of that, now we've got this subunit release that's really fun. There's just a lot of really fun stuff to talk about. How are you doing this week? I'm good. Welcome to our loyal queendom, the best listening community in all of podcasts. We lovingly refer to our listeners as queendom. Welcome back. Thank you for being back another week. This is episode 142, which means this is our 142nd week of the New York City Crazy. K-Pop Queens podcast. We're really excited to still be doing this. It's going to be three years in May, Charity. Can you believe that? That's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. I'm proud of us. We've made it this far. <laughs> we're. <laughs> it's a lot of work to put out a fresh episode every week, but we're both very passionate about K-pop and we love doing this. So thank you for listening and being a part of our community. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Like I said, we do this show every week. New episodes drop on Friday. If you'd like to follow us on social media, NYC K-pop Queens on Twitter and Instagram. We post polls on Twitter every week, so if you want to vote in our polls, be sure you're following us on Twitter, NYC K-Pop Queens. Slide into the DMs. Let us know where you're listening from, your favorite group, if there's someone you want to hear us review, if you're interested in our thoughts on a new release that maybe we didn't talk about. Slide into those DMs. I promise you we're nice. We're here to make friends. We want to hear from you, so don't be shy. Speaking of poll results, let's get to them, Charity. Okay, this past week, it was the Grammys. Grammy Sunday. It happened on Sunday. Uh, BTS was nominated with Coldplay for Best Pop Duo or Collaboration, Duo Group Collaboration category. They were nominated for My Universe. They were not in attendance. This was the first year for a couple years that the Grammys, you know, weren't able to say BTS performance coming up. So the first poll question was about the Grammys. As a K-pop audience, we wanted to know if you were watching them. Charity, did you watch the Grammys? I did not. Okay. I did. I'm obsessed. Uh, I live for this time. <laughs> so I was, I'm was. i in the minority here because 93% of the queendom said they're not watching. 7% said they were watching. So interesting, but not surprising at all. I think if there's no K-pop and you're into K-pop, yeah, I get yeah. it. Interestingly, though, 
you know, a lot of ARMY and a lot of BTS fans and and myself included always got frustrated because I felt like they were using BTS for ratings, the way that they Mm -hmm. would tease coming up, coming up, coming up. The ratings were better this year. Interesting. 30% spike in ratings actually this year compared to the last couple years. So isn't so, hmm. I don't think that's a correlation. I think it's that we're so far from the pandemic and maybe there's been slightly better mainstream music. Well, and there were huge names. I will say I thought it was one. I thought it was a great telecast. I really did. I thought all the performances were fantastic. Bad Bunny opened it and he freaking killed it. Bad Bunny is the biggest artist in the world. So he's doing bigger numbers than BTS, than Taylor Swift. Like he literally Mm -hmm. is the biggest artist in the world. If you guys don't know him, you should check him out. Uh, It was great to see him open. And and there were good performances. Lizzo killed it. Uh, Brandi Carlisle was great. Nice. The 50 Years of Rap was fantastic. It was so, so cool to see like De La Soul and Rakim. There were there were some really great old school people on that stage that I didn't think they would bring up. And then you have Ella Cool J and Queen Latifah like doing the songs that made them famous. It was really well done. So there were a lot of wonderful performances. Yeah, I thought it was good. I was I was feeling it. <laughs> we have to stay on BTS because I, I was thinking about BTS a lot this weekend because of the Grammys. And by the way, they did not win. Uh, which I don't think is surprising at all. When they were there, they didn't win. So the fact that they weren't going to be there. uh, In that category, I called that Sam Smith and Kim Petras would win for Unholy. They did. It was a huge historic win. I love that song. That's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, Um, it's a good song. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. I think it was well-deserved. John Cook actually sang it when he did a live last week. John Cook went live till six in the morning, drinking in his apartment, singing, dancing, playing with his dog. It was so lovely. He did a FaceTime call with Tay. It was amazing. Uh, but he was singing it. So it's it's a smash. It's a great song. I understand why people get upset with BTS. You know, we went off about it last year. But the thing is, like, boy bands never win at the Grammys. Yeah, That's just the thing. It doesn't matter how good they are. It doesn't matter that the music's superior to whatever was nominated. And I'm not saying this year it was. But like, I always go back to I Want It That Way from the Backstreet Boys. That never won. And that's one of the best pop songs of all time. Yeah. Like, you know, they didn't get nominations back in the day. So mm-hmm. as much as it's like, well, that's not fair. Eh, it's whatever. I like watching the Grammys because I like seeing performances from a bunch of different genres. The winners are kind of whatever. Anyways, back to BTS. Something compelled me this weekend, Charity. I felt like I needed to go to the movie theater and see BTS yet to come in theaters. BTS has put out these movies of their concerts. I feel like this is maybe the fourth one. I might Mm -hmm. be wrong on that because I haven't seen them all. But I remember like when the first one came out, having to book your seats in the movie theater right away because it sold out. And even the second one was like that. This one I knew from social media, it wasn't like that. And I will say I went on a weekend during the day and including me, there were four people in the entire theater. Oh, wow. It was really bittersweet. It was really bittersweet. And I went because I thought, when is this going to happen again? This is the goodbye yeah. concert. And, and and it was filmed that way. Um, you know, it was their concert in Busan and they did a lot of songs that they usually don't do. But it was really emotional because the guys knew it was the last time in a long time. Mm-hmm. And they definitely like zeroed in on Jin uh, and played nostalgic music. For some reason, when they did Zero O'Clock, I had like a total breakdown. I love that song Mm -hmm. and I love the part that says, and you're going to be happy. That song always stuck with me. And then they went from that into Butterfly, the vocal line. And it was so beautiful. And obviously, um, 
Young Forever was beautiful and touching and Spring Day was so devastating. And there's something about like when a tough guy cries that like kills you. And in mm-hmm. that, Yungi, you could tell, was trying not to cry. And that's just like, oh, oh, it's it, it's a goodbye to a time period of our lives, you know? Yeah. So it feels really bittersweet because although I may not have loved the direction BTS went in the past few years, they're the whole reason I love K-pop, the reason I'm doing this podcast, and they dramatically yeah. changed my life. So like yeah. it felt like really, oh heavy it was heavy it was beautiful but it was heavy so i was wondering if anyone any of our listeners went to see the movie and you know it's kind of like what the movie theater looked like only six percent of you guys said you saw it this weekend 94 percent said no not surprising because i think our listeners aren't exactly army (laughs) you know we're multis Mm -hmm. so army doesn't listen to us and they're not really there's a thing in K-pop, um, you're either multi or you're not. And when you're multi, what we mean by that, if you're not familiar, it means you like more than one band, more than one group, uh, which in other genres is pretty standard. But in K-pop, there's an issue with some fandoms if you like any group outside of that group. Right. So because of that, crazy. I know, it, like just explaining it, it sounds really <laughs> not normal. Right. Uh, but because uh. of that, we're clearly Maltese. We review as many groups as possible and we're major fans of so many groups. A lot of just ARMY BTS fans don't listen to us. That's fine. Like, no, we get it. It's not a big deal. So I think that also reflects in those voting results. But I was just curious because it was one of those things where a lot of my kind of moots on the timeline weren't talking about the movie. And I thought, I wonder if anyone else even went to this this weekend. So hmm. our last question very important one. Last week, the show went off the rails, ladies and gents. We were, <laughs> we did. Every once in a while, Charity and I have a show that just goes completely off the rails. We're giddy. We're <laughs> just really fun. odd one that night. And listening to last week's episode, I was like, oh, yeah, we really went off. Um, from Subin to Taeyong, <laughs> I was on a different level. And one of, we had a that debate. Was just egging you on. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> Thanks, Charity. Appreciate it. Uh, anyways, uh, we had a debate. Taeyong from NCT 127. His hair is very dramatic in the AO video. It's spiky. It's really big. And I said I loved it. I loved it. I think he looks great. It's a great look. Now, Charity was not on board. So we <laughs> I decided. Said he, could, he could carry it. He could pull it off. But it definitely was not my favorite look of his. <laughs> let's be honest. You did not like it. Just no. let's be honest. <laughs> You were like, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. She was saying stuff out there, y'all. Okay. So we had to take it to the queendom. And we said, your choice is where you loved it or it's a no for me. This was a close call, everyone. But the queendom has not let me down. 54% said that they love it. Oh, that is a close call. Meg said something like, he can do no wrong. You were right, Meg. Exactly. Exactly. Like, he looks great no matter what he does, anything he wears, any hairstyle, he will pull off, and he's going to look so cool. And But I stand by what I said. I think this is a great look. I'm not exaggerating. I think it's a really cool look. It will go down in history. So 54% of the queendom is with me, Charity. You lost this battle. It was a close one. <laughs> Thank you all so much for voting. We will have poll questions this week, I'm sure. So if you want to vote, go to Twitter, NYC K-Pop Queens. Speaking of our queendom, we see where you're listening from every week, and we want to give you specific shout-outs. Just to let you know we see you, and we really appreciate you. 
So Queendom shout outs to our friends in Wells, Nevada, Oak Grove, Kentucky, Beverly Hills, California, Sanford, North Carolina, Motosu, Japan, Calco, Mexico. And we want to give a special Queendom shout out to our listeners in Istanbul, Turkey. We are praying for all of our community in Turkey and Syria, just devastating earthquakes. Uh, The loss of life is hard to hard to stomach. So um, massive shout out. We've been lucky to have listeners from that region and we feel Mm -hmm. awful seeing what's happened this week. So praying for you, Queendom, please extend some prayers. And if you can donate and help, that's awesome. Moving on, we also want to give a special Queendom shout out and welcome back to the man, the myth, the legend, Bacon. (laughs) I'm sure you all know by now. Bacon is back. And he looks better than ever. I've never seen an idol come back from military service looking younger, well-rested. He just looks like he's Benjamin Button right now. Bacon looks younger. So whatever he was doing, it worked. So welcome back. And we also have another major announcement. A lot happened last week after we went off air because we recorded early. Lucas is back. Lucas is back. There was a dance video posted in the SM building and then the president of SM posted on his personal Instagram pictures with him and Lucas. So it's weird that they still like never released any statement. Like Lucas is back. He's resuming activities. Like we still don't know what's happening (laughs) and they clearly did not handle this the right way, but it doesn't matter. It's what's important is they got our memo. They knew we were serious business. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had had it at this point. So yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Welcome back. Big week for SM. There's a lot going on in SM. We're, we're going to get to in the news at the end of the show, but uh, if you've been keeping up, it's been a dramatic week at SM. There's tons going on behind the scenes. It's kind of like a hostile takeover is happening. We will talk about it when we get to the news, but we've got some fun reviews to get to. It's a music podcast. Let's get to a charity. Mm-hmm. First up, the men of BSS. BSS is a subunit of three members from 17. So we have Hoshi, DK, and Suquan. They debuted in March 2018 as this subunit, but this is their first comeback. It's a single album entitled BSS First Single Album Second Wind. The single is called Fighting, and it features Lee Young Ji. Charity, what do you think of this song? I really liked it. It's a really fun, high-energy song. It has a little funky vibe to it. The chorus is really catchy. I love the jazzy sounding bridge that comes in. And I like the rap feature and she has a cool low tone, but I don't know why they couldn't have just let Hoshi do it. Like, why did we have to have a feature? Mm -hmm. That was my only thing is like, I thought she sounded cool, but I just, I would have rather heard Hoshi, but I liked it. What did you think? I like this song a lot. It's a driving song to help you get out of bed in the morning. The concept Mm -hmm. of the three songs on this project is like a day in the life. So there's a song for morning, there's a song for afternoon, and then there's a song as you're going into the evening. I think that's cool. I like that whole concept. Uh, So fighting is kind of like the motivational song in the morning. It's a way to kick off your day. It's a pick-me-up, high energy. I think the beat in the chorus is infectious. There's a little rock edge here that's fun. I love the na-na-na part at the end mm-hmm. of the chorus. You know what I'm talking about. The end of the chorus yeah. is great. And I think it's kind of refreshing to have a K-pop song that seems like it was made 100% for fun and for the joy of it. Mm-hmm. This project, it doesn't feel serious in the best possible way. 
the piano and the bridge is a nice touch. It feels very theatrical. I would expect nothing less from these guys. Mm-hmm. I liked Lee Young Ji's verse because of her tone. Like you mentioned, her yeah, tone, cool tone is a nice balance against the 17 guys. So I think it was just kind of a fun feature because again, this doesn't feel like a serious project and that's mm-hmm. not disrespectful. It just feels like they wanted to do this fun thing. And they thought she would sound great on it, is my guess. I was actually okay with this feature because I liked how different their voices were. I thought it worked and brought something interesting into the mix. Um, So yeah, I'm here for it. Fighting. I love it. What did you think of that music video? I love it. I love Mm -hmm. it. It's fun. It's funny. It made me smile the entire time. It's a little meta. You know, it's obvious that they're on a set. Mm -hmm. Very theatrical. Musical theater. Kids of K-pop are back. Yeah. I feel like the the Seventeen's been really like hot and like cool guys recently, and they had to remind us, no, this is us. We will go like full camp and do musical theater. <laughs> yeah, the little head movement at the beginning killed me. Just those little things and the way they look at the camera—they're so charismatic and funny. I love when the dancers are circling around them and they're doing that choreography mm-hmm. where all three are connected. It's just cute and fun. Different sets throughout the day. They're at a coffee shop. They're at a trading desk. The choreography is really, really fun. Like once they hit that first chorus, it looks like they're all trying not to smile and laugh the whole time. Yeah. I love when they give themselves a high five. I think it's just like a really fun, funny music video. And it's refreshing because everything's so serious. Everyone's trying so hard to stand out and be different and have a hit. It's nice to just see people have fun sometimes. And this kind of gave me that feeling. So I'm here for the music video. What did you think? I really liked it. I thought it like you. It was really fun. I loved the choreography, especially all the like swinging movements with their arms and stuff. I liked how they partnered together. I thought that was cute and funny. The styling was really fun. They looked like they were having so much fun. And I loved at the end the dance scene with all the confetti flying around. Like you said, it's not taking themselves so seriously, just camping it up. I liked it. Yeah, it's just fun. And it reminds me like – so a lot of times at work in Korea, they, they'll they start with like a song and everyone dances to kind of start the day. If you watch K-dramas, you might be familiar with what I'm talking about. But it reminded me of like that, where they were doing this mm-hmm. like choreography, looking at each other. It it just felt really uh, joyful and lighthearted. This was just yeah. so fun. Let's talk about the other two songs. So we got two more songs. We have Lunch and 7 p.m., Usually we do album picks on the podcast, but since we only have two, maybe we'll just talk about both of these. What do you think? Yeah. I am actually liked both of them a lot. Uh, Lunch was such a vibe. It's almost like a funky R&B. I love the synth. It's very like uh, retro sounding. The falsettos were great. And I thought it just had like a groove to it. Mm-hmm. Again, just not taking themselves seriously. What do you think? Yeah. It has like an 80s Prince feel. I love that synth. I love the synth just like you. Uh, The vocals are so good on this one. Where fighting was intense, this one is chill. Like Mm -hmm. life is good type of feel. Okay, I'm having lunch. Today's not so bad. Um, Sucker for that 80s retro sound. They put some flair on this, which is fun too. They've got some nice ad libs, insane high notes, little runs here and there. I'm here for lunch. I think it's great. What about 7 p.m.? This one I thought was really interesting because it, it was another feature and I wasn't mm-hmm. familiar with this artist and I'm I'm sure I'm going to butcher his name. He's a Norwegian pop singer named Peter Elias. Mm-hmm. I love this song. 
I love this song. That opening guitar just really hit. For some reason, it made me want to cry. It's so pretty. And they said in an interview, this is like the song before like the night starts and the evening is full of possibilities. I love that. And it feels like that. It's uplifting, but it has a relaxed feel. And the lyrics are kind of a love song, like thinking about that person at the end of the Mm -hmm. day and how their day at work was. This is actually probably my favorite song on the project. I think the chorus feels like a hug and an exhale. Meet me at the Han River at 7 p.m. Sure. Yes. So cute. (laughs) Uh, But I've got to say that second verse, when Padar Elias comes in, oh my God. I I had to check. I'm like, whose voice is that? That's not- Same. Any of these three. And like, like at first I was like, is that DK? No, there's something different going on here. His voice is special. It's beautiful and the emotion and it cuts right through. This is a feature I love because it introduced me to someone who stood out so much. I loved it. What did you think? Same. It's my favorite song on the album. Uh, It's a poppy ballad and all of their vocals are so soft and romantic. Yeah. And I thought, uh, I don't know if it's Pedar or Peter, but I thought he had a cool voice. I thought it worked really well with theirs. But my favorite was DK at the end with his OOOs. Mm-hmm. Oh, melts my heart, DK. DK can sing, That's great. obviously. Yeah. He's one of yeah, the best vocalists. Like, yeah. There's so, so, so much talent in 17. Mm-hmm. Again, like I loved this feature. And, you know, last week yeah. I wasn't crazy about a T by T feature because I felt like it was kind of just a bit like a – and, you know, here's someone that's popular on TikTok, TikTok rapper that was successful. Let's put her on the album. It didn't like bring anything for me to the song that was different or unique. It was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. This one, a great voice. And it almost reminds me of like Stay with Rihanna. And she kept Mickey Echo on it. I don't know if you guys know the story of that song, but the songwriter, she kept him on it. She said, you sing a verse with me, which is the classiest move ever. No one else would have done that. And, I, and his voice comes in on the second verse of Stay. You're like, who is this guy? What a voice. That's what this song reminded me of. I was like, ooh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is great. So I loved it. I love this whole project. And I love the idea of like breaking it up into a day. A song in the morning, yeah. a song in the afternoon, a song going into night. Wonderful execution. I have no clue when they had time to do this, Charity. I know. Like they these guys are so time. busy, but I think this is a fun project. I love this subunit. What an unexpected surprise. Yeah. Five years later, they're like, surprise, here's a comeback. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a clip. Let's get some energy. This is a song to start your morning. This is Fighting from BSS. <laughs> Such a fun song. So fun. It's a great song. It's a great project. 
It's refreshing. Uh, congratulations, guys. We love you. We're going to talk way more about you at the end of the episode. We've got three episodes of In the Soup. We're all caught up mm-hmm. on 17 in the Soup. We're going to give you our thoughts on that later. Uh, usually we talk about biases. I don't know if we're going to pick specific biases here because there's only three, so I don't want to leave anyone out. Are any of these guys your bias or your record from 17? Remind. No, they're not. But I still love them all. I love Hoshi especially in this. My bias. Yes, yes. That's my bias. Hoshi, Tiger. That's <laughs> that's my guy. I adore Hoshi. Uh, so I was excited for this project. But yeah, they're all great. We're going to move on. We're not moving far away from 17 because it's our favorite segment of the show. Mm-hmm. Charity knows what it is. The Queendom knows what it is. Bang Chan from Stray Kids knows what it is. Of course I know what it is. It's quiz, quiz time. time. 17. <laughs> okay, this week we're doing a 17 quiz. We haven't done one in a while. We had to find one we haven't done. So we dug and we found this one. It's going to be fun. It's time to find out who's your 17 boyfriend. <gasps> oh, yes, do tell me. Of the 13 members, we're going to find out. Some of these questions seem long, but I promise you the quiz isn't too long. We'll get through it. Um, and they all don't have like 13 options. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to play along with us, click on the link in the description of the podcast you're listening to right now or head to our Twitter, NYC K-Pop Queens. We always post it there every Friday. And we love when you tell us who you got. Last week's TYT quiz was really fun because we both got people we wanted, but the, per- yeah. the descriptions were so far off. Let's see this week if it yes. makes sense. Charity, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Question number one. You have to choose an outfit for your date. What color would it be? Your choices are black, red, red and white, pastel, black and white, navy blue, bright colors, cute colors, brown and pink, or blue? I'm going to go with black. As will I. (laughs) (laughs) You're having dinner with your boyfriend. What dish do you have in mind? Marinated crab? Grilled eel filet? Deep fried pork cutlet, sweet potato pizza, Korean barbecue, fried squid with spicy sauce, meat and vegetable stir fry, kimchi fried rice, cheeseburger, snail noodles, pepperoni pizza, rice and coke as a must, or sashimi. Yeah, there's a lot of choices. Uh, Yes, a lot of choices. Yeah, too many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a vegetarian, so literally of everything read off, I can only eat one thing. So I have to choose kimchi and fried rice. I'm going to go with cream barbecue. Okay. Sorry, guys. A couple of these are long, but I swear it gets shorter as we get into (laughs) as we move on. (laughs) I always get really impatient when there's like too many choices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I'll try to get through these fast. Out of the following, what number do you prefer? 11, 22, 17, 30. 10, 6, 15, 8, 16, 4, 18, or 7? I'm going to go with 16. I'm going to go with 18. That's my lucky number. Okay. Out of vocalists, rappers, and dancers, which do you usually prefer? A vocalist. I will choose rappers. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to read it because this is a basic one. Which month were you born in? July. November. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I am an extrovert. I am an introvert. Uh, your boyfriend's birthday is approaching. What gift would you buy? 
a Lego set, a watch, comic books, clothes, a music player, video games, a camera, or shoes. I'm going to do a watch. Hmm, I was going to do a watch too. So to be different, I will go with clothes. All right. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying, all right? Oh, yeah. I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, oh, yeah? I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. yeah. Damn, We're gonna have this like Bro. me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. With this I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for real. Don't, don't, play, with it, don't play with it, take that shit serious. Hey, would you like to hear who my boyfriend is? Yes, who's your boyfriend? My boyfriend is Wan Wu. Wan Wu is someone who loves to spend alone time with you. He prefers long walks and loves to spend time with you other than going out. Hmm. Well, then. <laughs> That's good. All right. What's yours? I mean, that's a good, like, Juan Woods. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Um, yeah. I got DK, which oh, I nice. love. He's my energy booster. I gain strength from him, and I cannot let him be sad. We both enjoy cuddles. He's a super clingy type. He will also be my food buddy, and yeah. we're just a happy couple. All right. Well, all right. I'll take it because I love him. Yeah. I- I'm okay with my result. Took us a second to get there, but we did it. <laughs> I promised. I was like, those first like three questions when there's so many options, I'm like, oh, we're losing. We're losing the listeners. We got to keep this succinct. But luckily... It got short at the end, you guys. We weren't going to do a 20-minute quiz, I promise. <laughs> um, let us know who you got. I'm happy with my result. I think DK is just such an all-around, like, amazing person. Yeah, same. Juan Lu snatched me a few times in some videos. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Ooh. He's a handsome one. All right, let us know who you got. We will be posting this on our Twitter page. Let's move on to a group we've never discussed, but they're blowing up the timeline. Everyone's obsessed with them right now. So you know we had to review them. We're talking about the girl group XG. It's seven members. They debuted last year in 2022 on a label called XGALX, X-G-A-L-X. XG, by the way, is short for Extraordinary Girls. Hmm. This is a single album that has two songs on it, and the single, the actual... The song that they put out first is called Shooting Star. What did you think of it? This feels like hip hop. The way it starts off. I love Mm -hmm. that deep bass, that beat. Uh, And I've got to say these rappers have better flow than a lot of girl groups. Like I buy this right off the bat. So I I was kind of sold. And then all of a sudden the vocals come in. And oh my God, that melody and the harmonies. Oh, wow. Wow. You've got an R&B chorus. It's so my vibe. It's a great kind of pop song with this R&B hip hop flair. It really works. I like the lyrics. It's a confidence boosting song. Like we them cool kids, nothing to it. Okay. And they say like rocking with a dream team, shooting from another galaxy. It's a kind of, it's a bravado song, which I love. The high notes coming out of the bridge. 
sing. You can sing. They've got some legit vocalists in this group. And they have real rappers. They they actually sound like they wanted to be rappers. They weren't just the altos that got forced to do it. <laughs> yeah. Which is rare in girl groups. So I was really taken by this song. I think it's a hit. What did you think? Yeah, I loved it too. It starts off with that cool rap with a hip hop beat and then flows into like a chill retro R&B sound. I loved the chorus. It's got a really catchy melody. And I thought their vocals really got to shine in this song, especially in the bridge. And then I believe you yes. say her name, Juria, hits that gorgeous high note and then yes. goes into his beautiful ad libs. I was like, yes, get it. Get it. It was she so good. She can sing. Like, she, she really was- can. Yes. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the music video? Oh, my God. It has so many fun visuals. It kind of goes between like a dark, cool aesthetic to a bright, colorful, yeah. youthful aesthetic. The styling was very like early aughts and felt very youthful and fun. I love the choreography and the chorus when they like slide out their feet. Mm. Uh, the bright rainbow colors and the unicorn kind of made me think of rainbow bright. It just was very fun. It was fun, but then I also liked that they had this darker like side too. Uh, yeah. I really liked it. What did you think? Yeah, the beginning, just like the, how the song starts, it's a rap song and it's an attack. And that happens in the music video as well. It's very aggressive and hard, which goes with the songs. And then things soften up with the rainbows, some sparkle during those gorgeous um, pre-chorus vocals. The choreography is cool and it goes with the track. I love the every day is a dream part where they do this like little hip movement and their hands are at their sides. It's so Mm -hmm. cute. The star formation that goes with the lyrics. There's a lot here that's clever and cute and interesting to look at. I love most of the styling. Um, It's not perfect, but it's wild and fun. (laughs) And I think it encompasses the feeling of youth. This is a young group. Perfect. Uh, I think it's cool, like, when they all have blue hair. That's smart. That's Mm -hmm. interesting. That's during a harder section. A lot of the styling is streetwear, which I like. I think it totally works with the song. The black light party was cool. It reminded me a bit of Two Baddies from NCT 127. So many different sets and visuals. There's so much going on here. And they're cute, like we talked about, but they've got that edge. Yeah. They've got a little edge. There's a little danger to these girls. So I'm so here for that. I love this group. I think the sound and the visuals work so well here. I, I thought that this was this was a home run. This was a really good music video. What did you think of Left Right? I liked that one too. I thought both yeah. songs, this is like kind of mid-tempo R&B. It's a cool song. Lower tones in those vocals. So obviously I love their sound and vibe. This group speaks to me. <laughs> I love the bridge. It has that 90s retro girl group feel. Mm-hmm. The down, down, if you're down, down. I like this. I like this a lot. And, you know, girl groups are killing it. These young girl groups are killing yeah. it. Uh, we have new jeans who are like the biggest sensation. I mean, they're just breaking records. They're breaking BTS records in Korea right now. And then you have these girls who are phenomenal. So... We need some uh, powerful boy groups to debut. The ladies are killing you right now. I'm not going to lie. The girl (laughs) girl groups are killing it. I love what they do. What did you think of this song? Yeah, I loved it too. 90s sounding R&B, which we know I'm obsessed with. It sounded like a song that I could have heard Aaliyah doing. Um, That's how much it kind of spoke to me about that 90s sound. Oh, gorgeous vocals just immediately added to playlist. 
mm-hmm. which doesn't, I feel like it hasn't happened a ton this year. Um, oh yeah. With, agreed. You know, but agreed. this, I was like immediately add to playlist. So freaking good. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I'm so happy that the trend in girl groups is more R&B with new mm-hmm. jeans, with XG. The sound is more R&B. I think it's more up our alley just personally as fans. Oh, yeah. And, you know, obviously I like uh, those vocals more than like the higher stuff. Listeners mm-hmm. of the podcast will know that doesn't necessarily speak to me with girl groups. Um, the cutesy <laughs> sound can get old. I love them. I think they're fantastic. And they're really cute. They're young. Like we mentioned, they're not quite as young as new jeans. They're, I think, 17 to 20-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit older than new jeans who are super young. But it gives me the same vibe and the same excitement of yeah. a really talented young girl group with a cool sound, great visuals. I think they're these groups are ushering in a whole new era for girl groups in K-pop, and I'm here for it. Yeah, same. It's time to talk about our favorite subject, biases and records. Charity, I I don't know if we're going to have the same bias and record, but let's get into it. Who is your bias and who is your record in this group? My bias is Juria, and I forgive me if if I'm not pronouncing that right, and my record is Jurin. Uh, We actually have the same bias and record. (gasps) We tend to yeah. do that. I love with that. girls. Especially we girl do yeah. with the girl groups. Charity <laughs> yeah. and I will always, always pick the same girls stand out to us. With the boy groups, it's usually different. But yeah, it's Jiria <laughs> and Jerhan. Like they're both fantastic. Um, yeah, I think this group's interesting. Like Charity mentioned in the intro, most of these members are Japanese, Japanese Australian, Japanese Korean. Mm-hmm. There's a strong Japanese presence in this group, but they are based in Korea, so they'd be categorized as K-pop. Really, it's just global pop music. They're mm-hmm. just a great pop group, and I, I loved, I loved this project. I'm so happy to be introduced to another awesome girl group. Why don't we play a clip for the Queendom so they can hear what we're talking yeah. about? In case you guys aren't familiar with this group, it's XG, and the song is called "Shooting a Star." Yeah, I love this song. I love this group. Really good. Really, really good. There's a reason this is trending everywhere and people are into them. They're from a smaller label. So let's show some support. XG, awesome comeback. And yeah, we're excited that we got to review you guys tonight. Congratulations. Now let's move on to a group that we've reviewed before. Kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. We're talking about Epic High. This is an old school group, primarily hip hop. I would definitely categorize them as a hip hop group. They debuted back in the day in 2003. They're legends in Korea. Uh, Many of your favorite K-pop idols look up to them. 
new EP is out. It's called Strawberry. There's five songs. And we're going to talk about the single with Jackson Wang, who we talk about a lot on this podcast. He's a K-pop superstar from GOT7 and a big solo career. So the single is called On My Way. Charity, what did you think of this? I liked it. Um, I like them because they have such distinct tones to their raps. And I thought Jackson's falsetto in the chorus was gorgeous. I love when he sings like that. It adds like this flowy, airy sound to the song. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it just, I think it was exactly what the song needed, like his voice was. It, it kind of made it a little softer. Uh, I liked it. What did you think? It's interesting. Yeah. Cause it really, um, it goes back and forth, which could be a little bit jarring because the rap is a little bit more aggressive. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, I feel like this song kind of blends hip hop and Brit pop, right? So mm. you have like the aggressive hip hop, and then Jackson's chorus is very Brit pop to me. Um, his voice is stunning. Those soft, dramatic vocals are so effective and it feels effortless. And his lyrics are, you know, about a kind of a breakup, makeup situation. So he says, like, I hate the way that you talk. I hate the way that you are. Okay, baby, I'll be on my way. You hate the way that we are. I miss the way that we are. Just call and you know I'm on my way. Like, it's very back and forth. Love and hate. Uh, And that's the whole thing of the song is kind of being miserable and going back to the norm and walking away. I liked Tableau's ending. If I quit my job today, that whole verse I thought was really cool. I think it's a good song. I think it's interesting. But for me, Jackson made the song. That chorus was so nice. Like That really, really stood out. Uh, And then what about the other songs on the album? What what are your album picks from? I liked Strawberry, even though it was an instrumental. um, It's got like a cool lo-fi chill sound. And I thought it was a nice way to start the album. But my favorite song is Catch featuring Hwasa. We know how much I love Hwasa. Mm-hmm. It has a little disco feel to it. I love the funky sounding guitar. And I thought she sounded so good with her like lowy, sultry tones, which I thought were perfect for the song. Yeah, that's my song on the, on the album. What did you think? What were the other picks that you had? Uh, my album picks were the same, Strawberry and Catch. Oh, on Strawberry, perfect. I love the jazzy opener. It feels so soothing and chill. It's just an instrumental. It's a nice way to kind of get into it. And I'm always going to be partial to jazzy elements, right? Mm -hmm. I like that stuff. Cool bass, cool vibes. Uh, Strawberry is just a really nice song. Catch with Hwasa. Hwasa is always an asset as a feature. We've been talking about people as features so much recently. If they add, if they detract, if it was needed. She always brings something to the table. Because of her voice. You know, this song has another great bass line, cool use of the guitar, really great chorus because her tone is so pretty. She has mm-hmm. such a nice tone. But I loved the second verse from Mirth Jin. I thought he killed it. I loved hearing him on this. And the bridge is cute between Tableau and Fossa. I like that too. I think it's really nice. It's a nice song. There's a couple good songs on this EP. Uh, I have a feeling, you know, they released a big album then they toured, they toured the whole world, and now they release this EP because they're going on another tour. So I think it was like, mm. let's put out some more new music for our fans. Yeah. They're going to tour again in 2023. So I saw them last year, and they're phenomenal live. Really good rappers. So if you have a chance to see Epic High, um, don't hesitate. They're really, really good. These are kind of like legit OG rappers 
from Seoul, Korea. They're really, really, really good. They deserve all the praise. Yeah. This is a solid project. Yeah. Should we play a clip? Let's play a clip so Queendom can hear. This is Epic High featuring Jackson Wang. The song is called On My Way. the tone of Jackson's voice so much it's a really it's a, really, it's a cool chorus and it's a little bit different for k-pop you know that's a different sound again I'm gonna die on the hill that's Britpop and I, I love Britpop so I really like that sound I think it's a cool chorus I'm here for it it's a good song and this was a nice project so yeah shout out Epic High go see him on tour if you have the opportunity they're really 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 good live it's time to get back to the 17 boys. We can't mm-hmm. get enough these days. 17 in the soup season two is currently airing. We talked about episode one last week. This week we're all caught up. So don't worry, carrots. We got you episode two, three, and four. We both watched them. Okay. I'm going to start with the notes tonight because I'm dying to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So episode two, we have like the thing that stood out to me most was Hoshi riding his ATV at night while everyone was hanging out. Mm-hmm. And he's like so happy, like a little like maniac in the, forest i thought an interesting conversation was when they said they haven't gone somewhere and done something as all 13 members without a camera for at least five years that's crazy. imagine that it's insane imagine that like that's insane hoshi made me laugh when he was trying to run away and avoid drinking with everyone and they like caught him <laughs> he's so funny i thought that um joshua and Su Kwan's conversation was really heartwarming. You know, the, clearly yeah. the theme of the show thus far is that our dude SK, um, Sun Kwan, he's going through something and everyone's trying to support him. So we saw him having a conversation with the eight in a canoe in episode one and episode two. He has a, conver- a kind of a drunk late night conversation with Joshua and Joshua is so supportive. Joshua really reminds me of 10, NCT's 10. Mm, mm-hmm. He really gives me similar vibes to 10. The first thing that jumped out at me that I've noticed in a few of the episodes now is Vernon hums and sings to himself a lot, which yeah. I think is so cute. He's so cute. <laughs> he is so I just cute. noticed he just does it all the time. Mm-hmm. Him and Hoshi getting scared of the moth and then getting Ningo to come in. Um, that was funny. <laughs> and then the conversation between Joshua and, and Sun Quan and how Sun Quan feels like he's been struggling, but he didn't want to say anything because he didn't want to let them all down. And Joshua, who is such just the warmest, sweetest person, was so comforting and was basically like you would never, you know, yeah. I just like how they're very supportive of one another. Really supportive. And yeah. they have that conversation where they're like, they'll show them talking to production before the show starts, you know, what hobbies they want to do and that stuff. And they showed like mm-hmm. every single one of them mentioned they think he's having a hard time. So it's like, yeah. even though he hasn't said anything, his members noticed that something was not good and we need to be yeah. aware and help him. It's great. And I applaud them for being so honest and open about it. It's interesting. Okay, then we have episode three. We see him, Sung Kwan, makes a giant iced Americano. <laughs> made me laugh because he like took time picking the biggest glass he could find. 
everyone's pretty hungover after the first night of drinking and hanging out. So Jong Han, DK, and the eight have a tea ceremony. It's the eights thing. They meditate and they talk about all this stuff. The eight continues to be really deep and interesting. Mm -hmm. I love when he talks. I love when he's on camera. I think he's, he's really mature. So I thought that was a great scene. Your man, Mingyu, he's making some hungover ramen, but he doesn't want to eat it. He's only going to eat <laughs> once that day because he has to go to the gym. <laughs> All right. Then they fly kites. There's some ATV riding. Uh, Dino calls his grandma. Very cute. Episode three was what we've come to expect from the soup. What stood out to you? Um, actually, very similar things. I love the tea ceremony. Uh, the aide is, he's so sweet and patient. And I thought it was very earnest how DK and Jung Han wanted to learn how to meditate. But then I thought it was cute that they both were like peeking when it was going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then the aide and DK flying the kite was really cute. Mango, of course, working out was my favorite. And I could watch Mingo working out all day long. Yes. Charity, we know. That's... That's her vibe. <laughs> I've got to be honest. Like, it's so funny because Hoshi is my bias. I adore him and I love Vernon. Vernon's always on record, but the eight became my record within the soup last time. And this time he's mm -hmm. like becoming it more and more. You know, he's really, I love how deep he is and how introspective and how much he loves meditating, but he doesn't take himself too seriously. I loved it when he's like, no, let's yeah. go ride ATVs. Like we're young. Let's have fun. <laughs> it's not all about sitting around and meditating and having deep conversations. There's a nice balance to him that I think would be mm -hmm. really calming to be around. Let's move on to episode four. Now, Hoshi, speaking of Hoshi, got up at 4 p.m. Uh, <laughs> Hoshi slept all day. What else happens? The eight, he goes to sit alone in a canoe. I think it was like at night. I liked that. Vernon sits around a lot that day. He watches videos on his phone. It's funny because I used to think Vernon was like such a loner that didn't seem as social. But now I just see him as more of just like a quiet introvert that listens more than he speaks. And that's a, mm -hmm. a characteristic I admire in people because I don't quite have that. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of cooking with Mingyu. I feel like episode four, we had like a whole cooking show with him i love the sauna i want to go in the sauna the drinking around the fire that group that night was fantastic mm -hmm. toasting marshmallows a lot of deep thoughts at the end of episode four there's a scene where they go visit a temple which i thought was just beautiful and stunning three of the members but the thing that stood out to me the most Wan Wu, when he was walking away did like a little prayer motion and he said he said hi to his mom and that just like completely destroyed me because I always think about that when I watch when I watch all of their stuff. You don't see a lot of him. And the selfish side of me wants to know if he's okay and how he's dealing. For those of you who aren't fans, he lost his mom last year. He's young. His mom was young. So it's mm -hmm. super sad. And when you're in this position, I think he had a day to grieve and he was back to his schedules. I don't even know if he had a day. It's like, it, yeah. They don't have time to even process and grieve. And 17. Yeah. They've had such a busy year. And I just watching this, I think what he must be thinking to finally have some alone time and some space. Yeah. So that um that stood out to me. And I thought that that was nice. So what what did you think about episode four? Um, I loved watching uh Mingu and Sung Kwan playing badminton and Sung Kwan beats him, which was funny. And I thought it was also funny that during trainee days, Dino would be so tired that he would fall asleep while he was using the bathroom and people would just know to go find him in the bathroom because that's where he oh, fell he, asleep. But he lied about it because 
he wasn't, he didn't fall asleep while using the bathroom. He would just go hide in the bathroom to sleep. So he lied. (laughs) No, he lied and said that because then like S Coops couldn't be mad at him because he was going to get in trouble. I thought he literally was just so tired. No, (laughs) he lied and said that that he fell asleep while he was going in the bathroom because he was so tired. I've, I have been that tired. So that's why I guess I (laughs) know. No, there's no, because even uh, Woozy says, no matter how tired you are, you don't like fall asleep while you're doing that. So it was funny. Well, you're sitting <laughs> down, maybe you're not, and it's not like active. It's just you're sitting there and you're, I, I've definitely been that tired where I like doze off sitting there. What? There have been times where I'm that tired. Not now, but when I was younger and going on like no sleep for sure. Well, interesting. That's why I thought. Well, TMI here, everyone. But, uh. <laughs> I have been there. All right. Well, sorry. Um, come on. <laughs> um, I liked the hike and the motorbike ride. I thought that looked really pretty with all the scenery. Yeah. No, I love them. It's just it's just nice to watch them just to relax and just kind of like see their personalities and mm-hmm. what they like to do. And yeah. yeah, it's it's really like relaxing to watch the show. It feels like you're there. Mm-hmm. The pressure's off for them yeah. and it feels that way as you're watching too you can just relax and enjoy the beautiful scenery and it's not like a big dramatic reality show with fights and gossip it's just all like nice conversations and chill activities and i always recommend this if you're just getting into 17 if you're just getting into any group watch these type of reality shows because very quickly you'll get to know their personalities and for us it's always like changed our biases all of a sudden it's like yeah. oh wait, wait 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 i like his personality the most So we will be back next week to talk about the next two episodes, but I love 17. I think they have such good personalities. They've been together a long time. They've been through a lot. You know, they write their music. They're really creative, really smart guys. Watch this. Watch this if you're not a carrot. By the end of it, you will be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move on. It's time to get some K-pop news. Massive congratulations to the boys of TYT. We reviewed their release last week. They got their number one. They got their first number one on the Billboard 200. They sold, I believe, 161,000 albums, which is huge in this day and age. That's a massive debut for that album. And they've charted really well, but they never got that number one spot. They got it with this one. Not surprising, but congratulations. Uh, NCT 127 achieved the highest album repackaged sales ever on the Hanto chart. That's, I believe, one of Korea's uh, music charts. So they killed it. Like, we loved AO. We thought that was a great repackage. Mm-hmm. We clearly weren't the only ones. Fans all over the world are eating it up, and it's doing really well. Congratulations to them. As we mentioned earlier, Lucas is back. Lucas has been gone for a really, really long time over allegations that were never proven or really um, – it's pretty much someone went on Twitter and said something, and then a couple of her friends said, me too, and – that was it (laughs) there was nothing like it was really even the allegations themselves weren't what we would consider super intense uh and then fans kind of spun it into really serious allegations and it was just a really ugly time that was frustrating i think for fans and just for everyone because you didn't know what the truth was and sm didn't really make a statement and he was gone for so long but now Lucas is finally back. And I would just like a statement that's like, yeah, we investigated. And it was a fan who made up a lie because from what we saw, it was one of the Sasangs, one of their fans that followed them around. Lucas yelled at her. And then she went 
and created this story. And a couple of her friends created similar stories and they did some Photoshopping that was proven fake. And there was just a lot, if you really look into it, that was like, yeah, this is really suspect. Who knows? You know, but from everything I saw, I was like, there doesn't seem to be a lot here to ruin someone's career. When the main allegations were that he dated multiple girls at the same time and asked them to pay for everything. I mean, that's just like, that's what a lot of jerk 20-year-olds do. player, yeah. It sucks. You're a jerky, bad person. I don't disagree with that. But it was kind of, when, when it all came out, I was very confused. And then they started throwing in really serious allegations uh, that weren't even there to begin with. Fans started calling him all this awful stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. I just think it's a shame the way people jump on stuff without using critical thinking and the way that the label didn't protect him at all. Yeah. So maybe there was some truth to this. Maybe there, I I just think it would have been nice to have a statement to either clear his name or to say, this is what happened. We investigated it. This is what's happened since. And this is why we feel good bringing him back. Instead, they just like, he's just been gone for like 500 days. Yeah. And now he's back. And it's just, I mean, I'm happy. I know a lot of the fans are happy and we're going to welcome him back and hopefully get that full Super M comeback here soon. But uh, Wavy deserved better. That Wavy album sounded Mm -hmm. like it was written for Lucas and then they don't have him on it. And then they waited so long to give Wavy the comeback. Why why do a comeback with Wavy and then like, a month later, have Lucas come back. It just is... It made no sense. Yeah, yeah. Everything there made no sense. So, whatever. That's our opinion on everything. It's a murky area, uh, but I would love a statement that clears his name and kind of gives us what really happened either way, but I don't think we're going to get that. So, welcome back, Lucas. SM, there's a lot of messy stuff going on at SM right now. So actually, this shouldn't be surprising to us because there is the corporate SM is a mess right now. There's a private equity company within SM. Um, there's a private equity fund called Align Partners. So it's a private equity company, you know, an investing company. It's kind of for the benefit of their shareholders. Align thought that they could improve SM's value. They invested enough to gain more than like 1% of SM. And once they had the 1%, they began to make demands, including the cancellation of the contract that SM had with Lee Suman's private company called Like Planning. Lee Suman, if you guys don't know, he is SM. He's the JYP of SM. He's the dude. This is the hitman bang of SM. He's the guy. He's the visionary. This is his company. Okay. So during the last couple of years, The shares have gone from maybe around like 30K to 90K due to rumors that SM would be acquired by either Kayako, CJENM, or Naver. So Align Partners then continues to make like all these demands because the price is going up. Last March, they gathered enough of the minority shareholders to appoint an independent auditor to block um, Lee Suman's new board members so he had you know wanted these people to be on the board this private equity company gathered enough to block it right so there's a lot of infighting going on here it's a mess sm even sent like listen to this they sent signed photo cards of karina to the shareholders to get them to (laughs) vote with sm instead of a line like there's just been a lot going on behind the scenes this year a line kind of consolidated their demands and their current co-CEOs held a board meeting during the lunar holiday, and they voted to adopt what Align proposed. Then yesterday, uh, Kayoko 
I always pronounce that wrong, but it's K-A-K-A-O. That's a giant company in Korea. They announced they made a deal with SM to acquire newly issued shares in SM, which makes them the second largest shareholder. So Lee Suman was out of the country when this happened. He is now suing the board of directors individually to prevent this, to prevent their shares being issued. So it's just a huge mess. It's a really big mess. And Lee Suman's fighting because he's getting pushed out eight ways to Sunday. So SM is, there's major stuff happening within the company. Not the best time for all of, for Bacon to come back, for our XO comeback that we're looking forward to, for Super M, for Espa. It's like, ooh, there's a lot happening here. I don't know. I don't, you know, we're not in those boardrooms. Who the heck knows? But Lee Suman built the company so I feel a little like, ooh, <laughs> that they're pushing mm-hmm. him out. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll try to keep you updated. That's the best I could find, a, like a breakdown of what's actually going on. But yeah, to put it briefly, there's mad drama going on at the SM headquarters. Moving back to music, Billy has a comeback in March. We love the ladies of Billy. For sure, we're going to be reviewing that. Look forward to that. Just B is teaming up with Alexa for a new collaboration. Congratulations to Hani from New Jeans. She was recently named an ambassador for Armani Beauty. Uh, good luck to everybody trying for T by T tickets. T by T tickets go on sale this week. <sighs> it's going to be hard. They luckily they've moved to bigger venues. Interestingly, they're going to different cities. I think it'll be cool to see how that plays out. I don't think it's going to hurt them at all. Uh, most people, if a group only plays six cities and you're a massive fan, you fly to another city to see them. So whether that's San Antonio or Dallas, you're flying to Texas or you're flying instead of Atlanta, you're going to fly to Charlotte this time. I, I don't think it's going to be a killer at all. Um, mm-hmm. Here in L.A., they're playing the same stadium that Stray Kids are playing at the end of March. So that's exciting. Uh, good luck. Good luck, Moa. I'm not feeling lucky at all. Um, I've never once got <laughs> that verified fan ticket thing has never worked for me. So I just feel like I'm never going to get K-pop tickets the day to go on sale anymore. It's always going to be the resale thing. And from what I've heard, Ticketmaster has now tightened up. You can't sell your tickets on Ticketmaster for more than you paid. So it's back to stuff and all of those things, which again, like that's not Ticketmaster doing a good thing because they're still doing dynamic pricing. So Mm -hmm. they have to pay three grand for crappy tickets, but you can't sell them on Ticketmaster you're stuck with them and you had to pay a premium only to Ticketmaster instead of paying a premium to a StubHub resale or, you know, it's a, it's kind of the same thing. It's just where you're, who you want getting your money, a scalper, Ticketmaster, eh, it's all the same, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Ticketmaster, the Taylor Swift thing, the Senate hearings. Cause I do think Live Nation, Ticketmaster, there's a monopoly and I'm just hoping all that dynamic pricing stops. Uh, that is it for this week's K-pop news. Let's move on to song of the week. We had some interesting music this week, Charity. What is your song of the week? I got to go with Left Right by XG. Okay. I'm going to go with 7 p.m. BSS. Nice. I loved that song. I thought the feature was so great. Uh, that's the one I've been listening to the most, but XG killed it. They freaking killed it. Uh, next week we'll be here. Same time, same place. New episodes come out every Friday key we've got a repackage from key i love the uh graphics all of the imagery that's coming out for it it's very cool jay park's putting out something new and we have a special old school review that i think a lot of you will Mm -hmm. be excited for 
So um, we're not going to tell you who it is. You've got to tune in next week. But fans of the show have been asking for this one. It's time. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it. So new episodes come out every Friday morning. Thank you so much for being here with us. We love you. We appreciate you. We're so happy that we get to do this. I want to send some extra special love. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up. And by the time our next episode comes out, it will have already passed. So I guess this is technically yeah. a Valentine's episode. Happy Valentine's Day <laughs> to our queendom. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. Sending you and yours lots of love. Good luck. Joy. All the positive feelings. Until next week. Bye, queendom. Have such a great weekend, everyone. We love you. Bye. Bye.